بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله تعالى نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضرة في النار السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته uh, Continue from our lessons of the tafsir of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we have reached the 20th set of verses to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this class of tafsir we're going through it in orders of revelation so uh, we reached the 20th set of verses to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in surah 2 which was surah al-abasa and we're still in the Meccan stage because we're still in the stage before the Hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Although we looked at the Hijrah of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, when we looked at the Hijrah of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we looked at Surah Al-Abasa, Sahih. So we're going to quickly revise bi Ta'ala and then continue with the class and hopefully cover the Muqaddimah, the introduction to the Hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abasa wa tawalla. He frowned and he turned away. And a person that is being referred to in this ayah is who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now as we all know, wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kalamullah, is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directly with the intermediary of who? Jibreel alayhi salatu wa salam. So even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directly to Jibreel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still spoke to the Prophet in a third person form, saying, Abbasa wa tawalla. He turned or he frowned and he turned away. Rather than accusatively, which it would be, Abbasta wa tawallayta. You frowned and you turned away. And we said the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a third party form was what? Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah is telling off or a gentle telling off from Allah ta'ala to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because the telling off is gentle, if he said, Abasta wa tawallayta, this is harsher and more severe. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used a third person form saying, Abasa wa tawalla. And you find this many times in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in telling off or correcting the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used a third party way of telling off the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if it's direct, it's usually preceded by something. For example, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in telling off the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he said, Lima adhinta lahum? Why did you allow them? But it was preceded by what? Afallahu ank. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pardoned you. To put the mind of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam at rest. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Lima adinta lahum." 
Because the way the Prophet وسلم, takes the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not the way we take the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet وسلم, it would have been heavy upon the Prophet. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet, وتولئت, you turned away or you frowned and you turned away, it would have been heavy upon the Prophet. Because when it comes to the anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to them, they see khilaful awla, leaving off that which is okay or that which is better and doing something which is also good to be a sin. If you remember, Allah ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa we've lifted your burden from you. Meaning we've lifted your sins from you. And we said the sins of the anbiya, according to one explanation is what? Khilaful awla that they have two choices in front of them, two good things they could do. And they choose one of them, but the other one was better. They see this as a what? As a sin. So if this is the way of the anbiya, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that would have been heavy upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's why they say, that hasanatul abra sayyatul muqarrabin. The good deeds or the righteous ones is the bad deeds of those who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Abasa wa tawalla. And this is referring to who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That he frowned and he turned away. And ja'ahu al-a'ma. And this is the reason the Prophet sallallahu frowned and he turned away. And ja'ahu al-a'ma. That a blind man or the blind man, he came to him. And the sabab al-nuzul, as we mentioned previously, of this ayah was Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And at that time, there was an individual or individuals from the aristocrats of Quraysh. Would the Prophet wanted them to become Muslim? Because by them becoming Muslim, their subjects will accept the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Prophet was busy speaking to them, hoping for them to enter the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum came while the Prophet was speaking to them to ask the Prophet he said it was a question or about ayah, a verse in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that point, the Prophet he frowned. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah. That the Prophet he frowned and he turned. Jayid? So we know the person is who? Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not mention his name in this surah. Just like many sahaba, the ayahs were revealed concerning them, but their name specifically is not mentioned. For example, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَسَيْجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى الَّذِي يُؤْتِ مَا لَهُ يَتَزَكَّى That he will avoid the hellfire, the one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who gives out his wealth. Who's this ayah concerning? Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu Jayid? Oh, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِ إِلَى اللَّهِ the Sahabiyyah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse because of, we know her name, but Allah ta'ala did not mention her name. Rarely would you find the names mentioned in the Quran. The difference here, however, is though, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not mention the name, Allah will give a general description, a pronoun, male or female. But in this ayah, Allah ta'ala said, Al-A'ma. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described him with a description of normally deficiency. Al-A'ma. The blind one. And we know in Islam, we refer to people by their names, but not by their disability or deficiency. Oh, that blind man. No. If we know their names. 
But the ulama, they say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said al-a'ma here for two reasons. In defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in defense of who? Abdullah ibn Imam Maktoum. How is this in defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, You have the greatest of characters. But some will say, how could he frown in the face of this man? But the man that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam frowned, did he see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He never saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Never. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ala khuluqin azim. So even though he frowned, he did not see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And once a person came to see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Medina. And before he arrived, this person was a munafiq. The Prophet hated him. The believers hated him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates him. When he arrived, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he smiled in his face. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she was surprised. How could you smile in his face? Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from his akhlaq and adab, he never frowned in the face of anybody at all. So firstly, in defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Secondly, in defense of who? Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. How is this in defense of him? Because normally when people are speaking, engaged in something important, you don't cut them off. But he didn't see. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala qaddam lahu udhur. Allah ta'ala put forth an excuse for him saying, anja'ahu al-a'ma. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّهُ يَتْزَكَّى and what will make you know that true you answering this question or his inquiry, it may become what? Purified. There's two recitations. And due to tanfa'ahu, tanfa'ahu, they have two different meanings. That may be yadhakaru. He may remember. And the remembrance may what? It may benefit him. The ulama, they say this ayah is a tazkiyah. Is a reference from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum that is a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is this a tazkiyah that is a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah ta'ala said, maybe the reminder of what? Benefit him. Allah ta'ala said another ayah, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And remind or, remember, or remind them for verily remembrance, it benefits the believer. أَوْ يَذَّكَّرُوا uh, uh, what's the eye And the reminder may benefit him. So this is a witness or shahada for Abdullah ibn Maktoum that is a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As for the one who sees himself as being what? Self-sufficient. And this issue of self-sufficiency is attached to wealth and status. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was speaking to the aristocrats of the Quraysh or one of them who had wealth and they had status. To show wealth and status is not always a what? A ni'mah. It could be a ni'mah. It could be the opposite of a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Nasu ma bihi. When they forgot that which they were reminded of, فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شيء. We gave them everything. حَتَّى فَرِحُوا when they became happy with that which was given, we seized them all of a sudden. So wealth is not always a blessing. Because if a person has wealth and he's not humble, he sees himself as being what? Self-sufficient. Not needing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before he sends a messenger or he sends a prophet to the people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا 
we've never sent to any nation except prior to the coming of the messenger or the prophet the people are seized with adversity and suffering why in order for them to become humble in order for them to become humble so this wealth and this status is not always a blessing and it could be a cause of misfortune not only for those who are arrogant and pride but also for their people because the reason the Prophet Sallallahu was eager in accepting Islam is that if they accept Islam, their people accept Islam. So these wealthy ones, these people of status, these people of position in society, they're not only a cause of misfortune upon themselves, they don't fall the deen of Allah Azza wa Jalla, upon their people also. And that's what Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said in the Quran. Alam tara ila ladheena baddalu ni'matallahi kufran do you not see those who exchange the ni'm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they give in exchange for the ni'm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kufran, disbelief and ungratefulness and what they do they have placed themselves and their people the most evil and wretched of places jahannam and that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Lo aslama ashra wa amana ashra min ruhbani al-yahud la amanat al-yahud. If only 10 of the priests of the Jews are to become Muslims or believe, the rest of the Jews will believe. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, As for the one who sees himself as self-sufficient, فَأَنْتَ لَهُ تَصَدَّ You give him all your face, you give him all your attention. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَكَّ وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَكَّ What does it mean? The letter in Arabic, ma, has two meanings, or more than two meanings. It could mean, for example, ma, like I was asking about Mutillah yesterday at work, ma, hadatha, ma, hadatha. Hadathi means happened, yes, in the past. So if I say ma, hadatha, what does that mean? Yes, what happened? Or, it didn't happen, barakalafi. Because ma could mean a negation or an interrogation. So the ayah, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ جَزَاكَ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَكَّ It could either mean, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ It's not upon you. That if he decides not to purify himself. وَمَا عَلَيْكَ What is it upon you if he doesn't decide to purify himself? So this ayah, it has to mean, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ أَلَّا يَزَكَّ وَأَمَّا مَنْ جَاءَكَ يَسْعَى as for the one who came to you striving, the ulama, they said it's another shahada for Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum that it was a mujahid. Because he came striving and was mentioned that he took part in the wars with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the second shahada for him. Wahua yakhsha, And he comes having khashya, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said this is a third testimony for Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum that he's a scholar. How does this make him a scholar? وَهُوَ يَخْشَى Because Allah Ta'ala says إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ عُلَمَاء The people that fear Allah from His servants are what? The ulama. And there's a difference between khawf and khashya. Khawf is the normal fear. But khashya is fear with, with knowledge. So Allah Ta'ala said Abdullah ibn Ummi Muktum وَهُوَ يَخْشَى And he came fearing. And we do to this tazkiyah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum, when we look at the sabab al-nuzul as we did last time, it is mentioned that after this ayah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana yukrimuhu. He used to honor him and elevate him. 
that Abdullah ibn Maktoum, if the Prophet is in a gathering, he will never stand up to greet anybody in a gathering. It's not from the Sunnah of Prophet. He will never stand up to greet anybody. The only person or people who stand up to greet is somebody coming from a journey. O Fatima radiallahu anha, and also Abdullah ibn Maktoum. Only these three. Individuals, only these two. And he will stand up and he'll say, Ahlan wa marhaban. Welcome to the one that my Lord told me off because of. And the Prophet every time he went for Ghazawad, he will leave Abdullah ibn Maktoum as the Emir of Medina. The Prophet when he came to Ramadan, the official Mu'addin of Ramadan was Abdullah ibn Maktoum. The rest of the year, Bilal radiallahu anhu. But for Ramadan, Abdullah ibn Maktoum. They used to say to the people, Bilal in Ramadan, if Bilal makes the adhan, continue to eat and drink. Abdullah ibn Maktoum. Until Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum is the official one. Even though he was what? Even though he was blind. He was the official Mu'addin for Ramadan. That, at the time, when, the, when it's time now for, to stop eating, the people will be saying, asbaht, It's morning, it's morning. He will not make the adhan. Asbaht, asbaht. Until so many people tell him, then he will make the adhan. But the Prophet sallallahu he honored him with this. And that's why they say, based on this ayah from the lessons is, that a person, when he tells somebody off correctly, with gentleness, the one that's telling off, it only increases him in love for the one he's telling off. Because the basis of telling off is based on love. It's based on love. As a parent, as a husband, as a friend, as a brother, if you're sincere in telling somebody off, it's only because you love them. And this is very important for the children to understand as well, and for young people. Nobody tells you off except they love you. Because some things you do, it doesn't affect them. If your parents don't care about you, if your brother doesn't care about you, if your friend doesn't care about you, they'll not tell you off. But a sincere person would rather you hate him for doing the right thing than you love him for doing the wrong things. When a person tells somebody off, the one that's doing the telling off increases in love for that person. And the person that's being told off, if it's done correctly, it also increases him in love for the one that told him off. This is an important lesson that Adinu Nasiha, as we said in Surah Al Asr, Adinu Nasiha, Another lesson we learn from this is that when I ask your brother, it's not upon you. Or what do you, makes you think? You know, it's going to become purified. When it came to Abdullah ibn Maktoum, when it came to Tezke, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّهُ يَزَكَّ Just by you answering this question, maybe it will become what? Purified. Look at the difference between the mushrik and Abdullah ibn Maktoum. That he will become purified. As for those, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ It's not upon you. Meaning not become purified. So Abdullah ibn Maktoum was blind physically, but he had more insight and was better than these people. So the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always better than the best and the best and the best of the kuffar. The best of them. And this is a principle we need to hold. That in this dunya, in the same way the Prophet sallallahu had dignitaries, aristocrats, or the people of Quraysh, if a brother, a Muslim, no matter what his status is in society, comes to you for a need, and you're busy with other people, and you can answer his need, is of more priority. You should honor him more. Cleaner. Road sweeper, toilet cleaner, he deserves more honor and respect than the best of the kuffar. Which unfortunately people don't practice today. They see these people, they honor them and respect them than the Muslim. Which is ajib. Inna sharra dawabi inda Allah. The worst 
of the creation, the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who disbelieve in Allah Azza wa the worst, asfala safilin. Asfala safilin. So the believer, lesson from the surah, that the believer, yazakka, he purifies, he's better. Another lesson from this surah is that he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam asking a question. I may help him. Therefore, the asker, as we did in Surah 2, Ad-Duha, anybody who comes asking you for something, do not dismiss the asker by shouting or using words or gestures which are rude and inappropriate. And this happens many a time. People come begging, begging, begging. Sometimes people mock. Like, for example, I remember Sheikh Uthman Khamis, Hafizullah Ta'ala, he said, once they were in a car. And some children came begging. You know, some parts where our children just begging surround the car. And the children would say, Atini, 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 Atini. He said, one of the people in the car opened his window and he said to the children, Atini, Atini, give me, give me. And the Sheikh said, don't do that. Don't mock them. Don't do that. So what about the one who shouts at them, get lost, you're fake. If you cannot give, just keep quiet. If you doubt, because I don't really encourage when people come and beg in the masjid or asking outside the masjid. I don't encourage it. But if you cannot give, do not be rude to them. This is one type of asking. The second type of asking is su'al al-mas'ala. Somebody comes to you asking a question. So there's asking in terms of material and asking in terms of question. That you have to be patient. Some people say when Abdullah ibn Maktoum, he came to the Prophet sallallahu making an excuse for the Prophet that when he came to ask him, if he could not see the Prophet how would he know where the Prophet was? How would he know? Come here, Luqman. Come. Yes. Yeah, come. Is there more than one meaning of come? Why? I'll tell you in Yoruba. Kale. I'll tell you in Somali too. Yes, ta'al in Arabic. So come. So if, you, if a person is blind and he's looking for Luqman, Luqman is not coming up here. How do I look for him? If you've ever walked with a blind person before. Yeah. yeah. You understand? So a person, you're in the middle of something very important and he's coming like this. It doesn't matter how he comes. You can sit down now. In the manner as he comes, you have to be patient. And an example for us is David, alayhi salam. Not you, David. David, alayhi salam. Dawood, alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَهَلْ أَتَاكَ نَبَأُ الْخَصْمِ إِذْ تَسَوَّرُ الْمِحْرَابِ As it come to you, the story or the incident of al-khasm, those people were in a dispute, إِذْ تَسَوَّرُ الْمِحْرَابِ When they climbed over the fence and went into the mihrab of Dawood. The mihrab is not this thing that's quite, it's a secret place, you isolate yourself to worship Allah Azza wa so they climbed over the fence just to ask a question and they entered upon him in his most secret place of his own. He became shocked and he was scared from them. They said, La takhaf. Don't fear. The first thing you have to say is what? I'm sorry. La takhaf. We're two people in a dispute. No apologies, no sorry. We climbed over your walk into the most secret place of your own. But Dawood because they came asking a question. He was very patient. And then they asked him to judge. Judge within us, between us, in truth. Subhanallah. You're talking to a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you think he's going to judge bil batil? So it's judge between us in truth. And do not exceed. And even when you listen to Idha'atul Quran, be in Qatar, be in Saudiya, you listen to the questioners. I had a question to Shaykh. Billah alayka ya Shaykh. By Allah. By Allah, Shaykh. Be sincere and be honest. Tell me the right answers to this question. Subhanallah. 
بالصدق in truth tell me but the sheikh he has to be patient you understand when you go to the mahkama i've been to the courts i've been to the courts in kenya how people talk to the judges subhanahu malik al-quddus especially when it comes to issue marital affairs yes of men and women even if the man is the oppressor and you know the woman goes for khulat seeking a divorce and that the way they will speak to them subhanallah like the judge say you know what i've listened to this case you say you know what judge you marry i don't want to take her like that just like that i have seen things even in this ramadan in my local masjid the imam he makes what they consider to be a mistake the way they speak to him subhanahu malik quddus but he's patient i get angry for him and i've got my younger brother who much of a temper luqman he gets more angry for him but the imam is patient so therefore when we ask the question we learn from this incident with the prophet sallallahu because if he really wanted to rebuke him and correct him the prophet sallallahu would have then what not frowned or turned away he would have said something but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he never said anything to him important lessons for somebody who comes to ask how long has it been today we wanted to cover the introduction to the hijrah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but next week in the light we will begin with introduction the incident in darul nadwa darul nadwa was a place a conference center for the quraysh that any important affair the quraysh would discuss it there and the purpose of this conference in darul nadwa is that the Quraysh, they realize the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lahu shia He has people or support from other than them. And the affair of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is spread. They can't do anything. So decided to convene or bring about a conference, a gathering, to deal with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they came with a number of solutions. And the person that intended this nedwa, if person himself was who? Iblis, shaitan. So based on this darun nedwa, it was the precursor or the cause or the catalyst for the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So next week, inshallah ta'ala, we cover this, the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, inshallah. Subhanakallah, bihamdika, shadu an la ilaha,